Welcome to the Friends of a Feather podcast. I'm your host, Ren Robbins, and I'm excited that you're here. This is the place where you will feel encouraged as I share with you my friends' God stories. Whether you are on your commute to work, folding the laundry, or taking me along with you on your walk, I pray that you will feel seen by God and be spurred on to honor Him with the gifts and talents that He has given you. Let's jump in. Well, welcome back to the podcast, my friend. I am so excited to have one of my listeners' friends to come on the podcast with me today. Leslie Glass is an encourager, writer, and rhythms coach. She helps women discover and implement life-giving rhythms so they feel anchored and energized. Doesn't that sound good? Her passion for rhythms began when she implemented a few deep yet simple morning practices several years ago. Leslie Glass lives in Georgia with her husband and children where they keep their bags packed for whatever road trip might be just around the corner. So I am so excited to welcome you, Leslie, to the podcast. I'm so thrilled to be here. Thank you, Ren. Yeah, I'm excited because, like I said earlier, one of the Friends of a Feather podcast listeners and one of my friends, Bethany Slocum, and you know each other. And so it was really neat for her to say, Ren, you got to get Leslie on the podcast. She would be amazing. And then we connected and then it's, uh, you know, all, all of its history now. <laughs> That's right. Oh, I adore Bethany. She's sweet. Okay, I'm going to read you what she says about you. Okay. okay. Because I've just met you. And so I was like, hey, Bethany. Give me three words that describe Leslie. And she was like, oh, yeah, easy. I can do that. She was like, oh, that's a great question. Um, all right, let me get to it. <laughs> I have a couple Bethany's in my life. And so <laughs> I'm so grateful for Bethany to share this. Okay, so she said, Leslie is steady. Mm. She is faithful. And she is wise. Mm. And so she expounded a little bit. She said, uh, Leslie is always the same. She has a calm demeanor. She's very disciplined in her Bible study. She's disciplined in exercising. She's a, she is disciplined in life. And then she said, you are faithful. You're faithful to God that in all you do, that you really glorify him. And she said that you are wise. And she said, you are full of biblical wisdom. And the, the last one, when she said you are wise, that's what she told me at the beginning when we started this conversation. She said, oh, she's so wise, Ren. She's so wise. And so I'm so grateful that she connected me with you. And so what do you think when you hear those things? Gosh, I mean, really, I have chill bumps, like just so mm -hmm. kind and really you know, um, it's just the work of the Lord. It's not me. It's just precious that somebody would see something that's worthy like that. And so I'm just honored for those to be the things that people pick up on. May his mm -hmm. name be yeah. made great. That's amazing. Well, and uh, I love that she picked those things out because we're talking a lot about rhythms mm -hmm. today and mm -hmm. uh, the what was happening in your life five years ago and that you didn't have rhythms in your life. And there's so many of us that go through times like that where it's just like there's just chaos <laughs> in our families or our homes or just, you know, times of trauma or, or other times that it's just really difficult to establish rhythms. So start us with... Um, back five years ago when yeah. you said your life was kind of filled with chaos. What was yes. going on right then? It's a great word to describe that I haven't ever connected to that time, but it's a perfect description. Um, 
Basically, our family moved from where we are now, because we've moved back since then, about an hour and a half away, like not super far, um, but it was far enough to kind of disconnect us from everything. And so what I mean by that is I had to leave my full-time job that I had been in for in that line of work for 15 years. I found myself staying home with my children, which I have come to adore, but it is a drastic adjustment. Um, our marriage was in a really stressful season, just a lot going on, and we were on opposite ends of of the spectrum at that time, and I was too far away from my church family, from my friends, to kind of have a place of solace, and it was really hard. I felt overwhelmed. I felt um, isolated. I felt really depleted. It was just a really hard time, and the Lord, in His gracious kindness, invited me to start spending time with him in the mornings and it was he who knew he's always the source of the great ideas it was he who knew that i was in desperate need of these rhythms in my life in that particular season and they have since served me well all these years Mm. and take us um take us to the word rhythm and kind of describe it and define it for Mm -hmm. us yeah so it's the thing that repeats itself on a on a um, in a rhythm. I mean, it's day after day. And the thing that I love about rhythm is that it's not a a um, strict routine. It doesn't mean that I can only do it at home and then I leave it when I'm at the beach or I'm at vacation or my kid is sick and so I'm thrown off. The rhythm keeps going, kind of regardless of the circumstances. And so it may look different, but the heart of the rhythm keeps beating. If that makes sense. Oh, that does. That does. So like if a kid is sick, I have a friend of mine that we were on Voxer this morning and she said, yeah, one of my sons has um, a double ear infection again Mm -hmm. and they were just sick like a month ago. Mm -hmm. So what do you say to somebody like that that's in the middle and, you know, it's kid sick today. What do we do? Right. And so I think my best advice for that is to pare it down to the thing that you know is going to serve you best in that time and you might not be able to do you know, if we're talking about quiet time, you might not be able to do a 45 minute quiet time with a sick little one, but you might be able to really have a sweet four and a half minutes. And that matters. That still is the thing that can anchor you for that day. And so that's what I mean by rhythm is finding the place where it keeps beating day after day. Mm, I think that's so good. Cause I remember back when my son was little and I remember if I didn't have my time with the Lord or my, you know, 24 minute or 25 minute <laughs> mm-hmm. quiet time that I would just throw the baby out with bath water. I mean, not for real, but yes. you know, like I would just not do any of it. Yes. And then it was like, I felt depleted. You use the word depleted mm-hmm. and I would feel that way. So I love that you said that, that don't, don't throw everything out the mm-hmm. door, you know, like there are some, just that heartbeat, just continue right. that rhythm. So I, I love that you said that. Um, so tell me, so five years ago when you were, there was chaos. There mm-hmm. was, you were feeling isolated mm-hmm. away from church family. How important was that um, in your journey of not having those things built around you? How important was that or is that? 
Uh, how important are the rhythms? Yeah. Is that what you mean? Yeah. yeah. So, um, well, what I quickly found when you're isolated and you're overwhelmed and things aren't going as expected is you quickly find out that you can't rely on the things externally. And so I had to find the things and the Lord helped me to see the work that I could do internally to connect with him that didn't require me to go outside and still stay grounded in who he is. Um, and you know, those rhythms might be, we talk a lot about spiritual rhythms, but they could be physical rhythms or thought rhythms. Of course, he's in charge of it all. Um, and those, you know, any of those areas can connect us back to him and keep us grounded until the next day. That's good. And tell me about, um, I love that you talked about the different types of rhythms. What are some words to describe what life-giving rhythms are? Oh, so I love this question because I love the word life-giving. Um, it's just, isn't that all what we want? Like, we don't want to be depleted. We want to be filled up. We want there to be an overflow. And so uh, three words that I thought of that really kind of describe life-giving rhythms to me. Number one, they're anchoring. And by anchoring, I mean they keep us grounded until we return again. So like I said, they could be spiritual rhythms because those are the ones that are going to lead us to the true anchor. Physical rhythms, your rhythms with your schedule, all of these things that play a part in, in, um, in us feeling grounded day by day. The other word is simple. The rhythms that are truly life-giving cannot be complicated because when your child has a double ear infection, you're not game for what's complicated. (laughs) (laughs) You need, you need what's simple. And so you might be able to add to those on other days or other seasons, but you need a baseline for what is simple that you can do. Um, the simplicity is what invites you back. So for example, you might have a short prayer. That's kind of your anchoring prayer that you go to each morning. And that doesn't make you feel like you've got to pray for every single person on your list and in your Sunday school class. Mm-hmm. That's, that, it's just keep it simple. And then the third I would say is that they're really personal. So what's life-giving to you may not be life-giving to me. It, what's life-giving to you in this season may be different than next season, depending on the schedule and the pressures and all the things. Um, so I like to say we can't take somebody else's rhythms off the shelf and try them on because we really have to discover, it's like the pair of jeans. We have to find the one that really fits our life and our season and our personality and all those things well. So anchoring, simple and personal. Those are good. And I love that you compared it to a pair of jeans because <laughs> when we find the right pair of jeans, it you is a good it. thing. <laughs> you yes. do, you know yes. it and then yes. you don't go to anything else. You That's go straight right. back to it because That's you right. know it fit. All the unless, amens. Unless mm-hmm. we gain a little weight in the corona corona what corona 19 uh covid 19 um but i do want to include how there are life-giving rhythms that include morning routines and then we talked about also rhythms or routines that are you know physical can you tell me if somebody was starting from scratch and they were like, I don't really have any routines. I don't have anything. Maybe they're a new mom. Maybe they're a new wife. Maybe they're um, starting a new job and they really want to start having new routines, but life-giving patterns, those, those rhythms. What would you say or how would they start that? 
that? Yes, so two things I think are really important. One I've kind of already alluded to, and that is you have to keep it simple. So if you think there is something that's gonna be life-giving to you, start simple with as little as five minutes. So think in terms of five-minute increments. I'm, I want five minutes of silence before the baby wakes up. I want five minutes of journaling today to get these, you know, these kind of things that are on my heart onto paper. I need five minutes in the Bible five minutes of fresh air, whatever it is, just very small increments. And you want to do this because starting small gives you the chance to experience the joy of that rhythm, the success of having it felt and built in and then doing it again the next day, rather than trying something complicated and feeling like a failure at the very beginning and then throwing it all out. And so we want to really start simple. And I think starting simple also gives you the opportunity to experiment. Feel like I'm going to try this simple thing today or, or this week, and I might try a different one next week until I find the thing that is really working for me. The second thing I would say is stack them. So stay simple and then stack. Um, you might have heard habit stacking from the very famous book, Atomic Habits, but it's true. If you have things that are already built into your day, like when someone says, I don't, I don't really have a routine. Well, you, you have some kind of routine because you brushed your teeth this morning. Well, yeah. my teenager might not have, but <laughs> you probably did. So um, so start with something that small. You know, if you're, if you're pouring your cup of coffee, then pour it and then walk right outside and get your fresh air. Five minutes. Pour it and then um, say your simple prayer, five minutes. Or put your Bible or your journal or whatever rhythm tool it is that you might need, put it by your sink. So when you go brush your teeth, you see those things and you're prompted to really pursue that rhythm that you are um, feeling called to at that time. Mm, I like that. I like the the stacking. I did. Mm -hmm. I've heard that. I've not read that book, but I have heard that stacking habits close mm -hmm. to what you already are doing. And like you said, we're already doing rhythms. We just might not know or call them that, but That's we are right. doing them. That's right. Okay, so tell me, what do your rhythms look like? <laughs> I know this is not going to be for everybody. It's not going to be exactly, but tell tell us your rhythms and maybe like three that you started out with, mm -hmm. you know, years ago. Yep. Well, um, I certainly started out in the Bible. Uh, and I didn't really know what I was doing. So if that feels uncomfortable or unfamiliar to you, you are not alone. Um, but I just kept going back to it because it was the place where I found, where I felt known. And I felt like I need to know this God who I am depending on to rescue me. And so I would find some scripture, maybe read a, um, a portion of scripture and journal a little bit. And that's where it started. And then I added exercise into that. And uh, I would say more recently, I've started to structure my day more around these rhythms. And we can talk more about that when you ask me some more daytime questions, but that's, that's the gist of it in the morning. And it doesn't look the same. It's not perfect every day. It's not about being perfect. It's not about how much time you spend. It's just about the posture of, you know, the motions that you're going through to prepare for the day. Hmm. Well, I just recently started, I'm glad you mentioned exercise because I am like the furthest person from exercise. However, last week I really needed, there were, there's so, the world is so heavy mm. right now and there's just a lot of loss that we hear yes. about and just 
you know, in our city, we've, we've heard some mm-hmm. things and, and our church community and people we went to high school with and it just, um, just really hard. And I just felt like I needed to have some kind of exercise just to not only just to get out, get fresh air, mm-hmm. but just to deal with some of it, mm-hmm. you know, just, mm-hmm. and you'll say, I know you are, um, big on that, on, mm-hmm. on exercise. And it is, it is just a way for our body to release that. And I think it's healthy, uh, regardless from that mental and all the yes. things, but, um, I started walking every day and mm. girl, I love it. I yes. love it. And yes. I got up early this morning to do it. What? Who in the world are you? <laughs> you know? So I love how you say that you just, you know, you talked about stacking things on, but also of, of things that you can do that are simple. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. a block, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm mm-hmm. not going to, I'm not going to hike a mountain tomorrow, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like I'm not going to go to the pond and walk around the pond. Cause that's like two miles instead of yeah. one. <laughs> but I love how you talked about how that it is simple and it's stacking, but it's, um, it's starting small and that it doesn't have to look perfect every day. So, um, so what, what do you think exercise, I I can't not ask you, but what do you think (laughs) exercise does for us? Like physically, mentally, spiritually? Well, so many things. I mean, physical Mm -hmm. strength, obviously mental clarity, you know, God gave us, he made our bodies and Mm -hmm. he made us to be moving, active beings. And we glorify him in that movement. And, and we honor him and the excellence of taking good care of what he's given us and being prepared then to go and share and tell and do all of the things. Um, but I also think that he's an active God. He never leaves us. He always knows where we are. He is sovereign. And so our activity is one way that we mirror him to a watching world. And um, it's a gift. Exercise is a gift. And so we want to take advantage of every gift that he's given us. Mm, I mm-hmm. like how you reframed that, mm-hmm. that it's a gift. Mm-hmm. That's great. I've never mm-hmm. really heard of, the, of it that mm-hmm. way. That's mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's, let's talk about how these more, we've talked a little bit more about, you know, morning routines and how do they affect us as women? Mm. Because we are, you know, community emotional creatures and we're made for community we all are all humans are made for community and we're made um to have that and Mm -hmm. uh so how are routines really good for us how are those rhythms well I, i guess you could look at it both ways you know positive or negative with um how routines um, impact us. Yes. What do well, you think? I think life-giving rhythms really only have a positive effect. And okay. your, your mention of community is the exact reason why. Because when we feel anchored individually as moms, as women, as workers, as whatever, in all the roles that we play, children of God, when we feel anchored and energized and we have clarity, we have intention, those things spill over into every relationship we have. So uh, we're able to love and serve our families well. We're able to um, see our coworkers or our fellow church members with clarity and pick up on needs. When we've dealt with our day and we're prepared to walk into it, um, I just think it gives us a freedom to love and serve at a whole different level. And like you said, there's not really a negative impact that routines have. I mean, I guess the only negative would be like a wrong routine. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. If you have a a wrong routine or if you're so structured, they're like, no, I have to do this. And you get mad at your kids because you're like, I have to have 45 minutes or whatever, you know. 
That's so right. That's Absolutely. Some, that's a way we could probably go down the wrong path. But Yes. Um, and I will say um, I have a, a, a download available that's called Five Small Shifts to a Life-Giving Morning. Isn't that what we all want? Like, just tell me the yes. little things, please. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I thought I would just share one of those, which okay. really, when you talk about impact, this has made such a tremendous impact on my whole family. And that is this one simple thing. Turn on the music. <laughs> In the morning, we start every morning here with music playing. Some type of faith-based music. It might be third day. It might be instrumental. This morning, it was Christmas. Like, it's just whatever you're feeling. And just music in the background is like this this calm invitation into the day. Sometimes it sparks communication. It lightens the mood. It's just... It's just a really sweet way to start the day. It's not loud. It's not obnoxious. You know, yeah. it's not ACDC playing at yeah. 6 a.m. It's just the background yeah. gentleness of that, that morning rhythm, I feel like, not only feeds my soul, but it feeds the soul of my family. So it was a super easy one to start with. I, yeah, that's a good one. I uh, We recently have been, we moved with my parents and it's a little further out mm-hmm. than school and church and we're in the car a lot more. Mm-hmm. And so I've been turning on Caleb and it's amazing yes. how our kids will soak it up. They might not yes. know every word, but they're, they're getting phrases. And I'm like, yes. this is amazing. Like we've never turned music on so much. So I love that you said that. Yes, yes. Really, really powerful. It's amazing. Mm, and too, you know, I feel like, it's very easy for night owls in particular, if you know you're a night owl, to kind of dismiss this whole conversation. And please don't, because, mm. you know, let me just encourage you that your morning rhythms, they don't have to start at 5 a.m. They could start at 8.30. They could start mm. at 10. I don't know what time you get up, but right. you have some kind of routine that you go through. And so your rhythms can be life-giving no matter what time of the day they start. And so I don't ever want I, that's always, I always want to just throw that in there because a lot of times morning things are dismissed by people who don't naturally feel their best in the morning. Um, but I, I certainly think that a life-giving morning is available to every person. Yeah, it doesn't have to do with like the time, the specific time. Because right. I'm a night owl. I used to, yeah, I used to, five years ago, I would have tuned you out. But now I'm like... <laughs> It just makes a big difference, no matter what time, if it's at six or if it's at eight, like you said, or 10, you know, yes. it, it just does make a difference. So I like that you said that. That was good. That was good. Okay. So I saw that you used this phrase in an article you wrote and I loved it. So I want to ask you about it. You said reaching clarity um, is greater than cl- having clutter in our brains. And I wake up with a lot of clutter in my brain. I will think things like immediately and I'm like ah so how do we do that how do we navigate that yes I love this question so we reach clarity over clutter because I totally agree with you I wake up with a thousand thoughts by getting out of our heads and we get out of our heads by moving what's up here in our minds through our fingers and onto paper and I think the thing that we sometimes miss is we're quick to write down the to-do list 
We're quick to write down the grocery list or the person that we need to call back, but we're not always quick to write down those things that just keep recycling, the decisions that we need to make. Do I, what consequence am I gonna give this kid? Or this, um, what, what am I gonna decide about this particular purchase? Or how am I gonna respond to this volunteer opportunity? Those are things that stay up here, and if we would just move them through our fingers and have them on paper in front of us, we would be able to, that's a, that's a that's forward motion. We would be able to make progress towards a decision instead of just the recycling in our minds. So it's a first step towards clarity is getting things out of your head, not just the to-do list, but all the things to be able to see them in front of you and then be able to make progress in the decisions. I love that you talked about that it's mental clutter. You know, mm-hmm. it, you think you can't really have clutter, uh, you know, clarity when you have clutter, you know, in your house, but then yes. it's really the mental clutter, yes. you know? Wow. Yes. I love that, that you said, get it out, what's in your head and through your fingers. Yes. Wow. And it could be onto a post-it note, into a journal, onto your calendar. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't have to be anything well said or well documented. Mm-hmm. Just get it out, you know, just write down in your own little shorthand. Um, so it's not staying so that this isn't the only place it lives. That's a great tip. That's a really good tip. And you talk about sketching the day. And so this is, in my mind, I'm thinking of a sketchbook that an artist would have and that they would be ready to, you know, do their, with pencil first before they do markers or watercolor. Tell me a little bit how you sketch your day. Yes. So this is one of the rhythms that, you know, my spiritual rhythms kind of really took root several years ago and the physical rhythms did. This was coming a little bit later, but it has made such a profound difference. So sketching is one of my favorite words because it gives us a plan, but it implies flexibility. So usually that artist you're talking about with her sketch pad, she's not sketching in ink. Um, She's sketching in a pencil. And so sketching the day is simply choosing maybe three things that would be super satisfying for you to accomplish today. The three things that would make today feel like a win. And they don't have to be, you know, over the moon. Literally today, one of mine was wash clothes because that's what I do on Mondays. And so I I want to know that it's all done and taken care of today. So three things that would be super satisfying for you to accomplish today. And you can write them on a sticky note or on your calendar, make them your lock screen. And then the next key to the sketch is sketching them into the part of the day that makes sense. So if you have something that is going to require a lot of mental clarity, you need to write a blog post, or you really want to dig into Bible study, or you need to pay bills and really think about numbers, you need to sketch that in where you're going to have the least noise and the fewest distractions. Now, mind you, I did not say no noise and no distractions because that's <laughs> virtually impossible, but right. at least the, the, the part of the day where you're going to have the fewest distractions. But if what you're looking to do is like, like you said, I need to get outside. I need to get out of this heaviness. I need to be moving in creation. If what you're wanting to do is fit in a nice long walk, then you can do that when your kids can ride their bikes beside you. So you can sketch that in later in the day or later in the morning. So sketching things in where they make sense for your season. Mm, 
Yes, 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 yes. So do you do it on sticky notes or a, a sketch pad? Like, what do you do? I, I usually know. do it uh, on a sticky note that I then put like in my calendar. So okay. yeah, so that I can yeah. see it and marking things off, girl. Don't we all like to just mark them off? <laughs> I know. <laughs> just the art of marking off. I'm sure somebody has I'm, done a study out there that it, mm-hmm. it adds to it. It just oh, helps. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm sure we've, I know I'm guilty of writing it down just so I can mark it off. <laughs> yes, yes. Sometimes I've done it backwards, like write yes. it down to mark it off. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> We're all guilty of that. Yeah. Okay, so I do want to talk a little bit about that you are a rhythms coach. So mm-hmm. what does that mean? <laughs> like I'm geeking out. I love it. Well, thank you. It's just really kind of been one of those discoveries that I've made and it is, it's life-giving to me. So it's literally walking alongside other women to discover and implement the rhythms that are going to be life-giving to them. And I say that because it's the pair of jeans, you know, it's not just pick it up off the shelf. And so I literally, I had a client um, over the summer who came to me and said like, I need a checklist. I need you to tell me all the things I need to do to really nail this one. And as we, you know, I asked her questions and prompted her thinking. And as we talked through, she then found herself in a place where it was like, actually, I don't want the checklist at all. I want the freedom to pray and sit in it. I want the freedom to open my Bible and not follow the plan. I want the freedom to walk and not have stuff in my ears telling me what to think. And it, it gives me chills. I mean, it's just, uh, it's just amazing to come alongside these women and help them see that, you know, what fuels you and what anchors you, what gives you life might not be what you expect at all. And it might not be the grand big thing. It might be the simple little things that that make all the difference and that that connect you to the real anchor. Mm. And I think that's what we're all, I know 2020 did that for us where it just caused us to slow down. Um, And so I I think that's a good way to put it, that it is what anchors us um, and that, you know, life is moving fast. It is, it is moving on. Uh, and we don't want to squander the time and we don't want to waste the time. And then we want to make it meaningful and life-giving, which is the word we keep saying over and over. And so what would you say to somebody that wants to have rhythms in their life and just they they want that? They want the ability to have that freedom. What would mm-hmm. you say to her right now? Mm-hmm. Oh, I would say you're on the right track just to want them, just to know that there's a void and that there's something missing, that the thing that can fill it can be what really fills you up and changes your perspective and grounds you and gives you clarity. And you'll know exactly where that's going to come from, but it, it is there. You will find the right rhythms for you in the season that you're in. I think that's so key is let yourself discover what's life-giving in this season for you. And that's really the joy of coaching people through it is, yeah. is seeing them discover it and then walking alongside them as they implement it. Mm. So where can we find you online if we want to con- contact you? Yeah. So I, on my website is the easiest thing, Leslie C. Glass. Don't leave out the C. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I am periodically on Instagram, Leslie C. Glass there also. So I'm pretty easy to find. Great. 
great. I love it. Okay. So at the end of each episode, I ask, what are you eating, reading, and loving? Because it just yes. gives us a peer, just a, a little glimpse and mm-hmm. peer into your life to see about you. So what are you eating? And I like to eat. So I mean, let's yes. be honest. That's why I'm asking this. I just like okay. Well, if you really like to eat, then uh-huh. my husband and I have been watching the um, little show of a series of Bobby Flay and Giada going okay. through Italy. It's like a four-part <sighs> series. And since we've been watching it, I've been buying this fresh baked bread and toasting it on the weekends and using this really yummy peach jam. And it just kind of takes me to Italy. I don't know if that's what they eat over there or not, but that's not my normal breakfast. Let's say that. But it's just a sweet little treat on the weekends that we've started to enjoy. So. That's great because I I think that way too. I'm like, okay, 80-20. So during the week, I want to eat semi-healthy, you mm-hmm, know, semi, mm-hmm. watch the dessert run. I mean, like yeah. not eat it. And then on the weekends, I can. So yeah, I like that yeah. you said that. See, I would be like, oh no, bread. Now I'm like, oh wait, it's on the weekends. That's right. That's right. It's just, it's and good. really fresh baked bread by Monday, it's kind of gross. So See, you will only eat it over the weekend. There you go. <laughs> There you go. That's right. It takes care of itself. So Italian bread with Mm. peach jam. Mm. That sounds delicious. Okay. I'm going to do that. All right. What are you reading? So I just started reading Modern Parents Vintage Values. Uh, Sissy Goff. I adore her. her, Right. And so she, they just re-released this book that okay. they released, I think it was in 2010, so okay. just in the last 12 months. So coming wow. back with like a new lens for technology and all the things that have just ramped up and anxiety and all the things like that that have become much more prevalent over the last decade. So I have yeah. kids in every age range, and so I appreciate okay. a yeah. book like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they're great. Raising boys and girls are mm. amazing. Yes. Okay, so tell me what you're loving these days. Well, I'm ready to love the cooler weather as soon as it (laughs) arrives. But fall is really all things sports for our family. So I love watching my kids play and practice and do what they love. It keeps us outside and moving. And it's really a commitment to get everybody where they need to be at the time they need to be there. But sports in the fall is really an autumn delight for me. It is. It's mm-hmm. great. That's mm-hmm. good. Thank you so much for coming on the show. This was very life-giving for me <laughs> to hear you talk. Oh, well, I loved every minute. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining me for today's show. For more encouragement, hop on over to Instagram at Friends of a Feather Podcast. I would love for you to send me a direct message and say hi. Okay, that's going to do it for this episode. Remember, we are all friends of a feather, so let's stick together. Have a great week, and I'll see you next time. Bye, friends.